Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. What if your personal brand could become a superpower for your success? Think about that for a moment, right? We all have superpowers. It's the purpose of this podcast. But what if your brand and what people see of you, believe of you, what you believe of yourself could actually enhance those superpowers and help you get you know, on a greater trajectory to your success. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I have Kelly Williams with me. She is a personal branding enthusiast, not just an expert. She is an enthusiast, meaning she loves talking about this stuff. So you're going to get a lot of good, a lot of good info here. She's also a marketing strategist. She's the owner of Williams Brand Consulting. She is one of my favorite humans. She is a soon-to-be author. What else would you like me to add to the list? Is there anything else? Most importantly, I'm also a mom. A mom, yes. We just got done talking about mom stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the pre-show that we don't record for everybody else. (laughs) So I love that. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And for being part of this conversation. So as always, I want to start with your journey. Right? It's important for leaders to hear other leaders' journeys and how none of them is perfect or as we plan usually so tell us a little bit about your journey you know when i talk about my journey i always i refer to it as a winding path right Mm -hmm. i when i was in when i was in high school i was going to be an actress i had done some petite modeling and i was sure i was going to go off and become an actress love it i thought i would be a famous worldwide actress and it's never too late it's never too late and you know some people may say it almost feels like i am today Uh, (laughs) but that was that was that was my entire life plan my entire life journey um and then my junior year in high school i got pregnant and all of my aspirations of going on to be an actress sort of took a took a a turn a very quick a very hard left turn Mm -hmm. um and i decided to go to college right? What was I going to do in college? I wasn't sure, but I knew I wanted to do something with acting. And I also really loved TV dramas and specifically (laughs) law shows. So all of it came together in a really miraculous way (laughs) for me to decide, well, I'm going to be a lawyer, of course. It makes a lot of sense. They sort of act on stage to some extent as they're in the courtroom, right? So pre-law for three and a half years. I spent three and a half years pre-law, 100% going to be a lawyer. And then I realized that I didn't love law. So I took the next turn, this time right, and decided I'm just going to go with speech communications. I love to talk. I'm really good at it. (laughs) I can do that. I'm going to do speech communications. So I graduated with a degree in speech communications. Okay. Spent a a couple of months trying to figure out exactly what that was going to do with me. (laughs) How I was going to make that a job (laughs) after spending three and a half years pre-law. So I went back to grad school. I went to grad school very, very aligned and positive that I was going to be an on-air TV personality. Oh, so we're aligned back with, to, okay. Aligned with yeah. being an actress, aligned with law to some extent, using my speech communications expertise, mm-hmm. I was going to be on-air um, personality. So I went to grad school for journalism and mass communications and really enjoyed my time mm-hmm. at Iowa State for, you know, for two years doing that. I was actually the t- on-air TV news person at Iowa State for that entire two-year okay, I frame. thought I knew everything about you, and I'm fascinated <laughs> that I'm learning things right now. I so continue. Left, right, left, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that two years, all in. Um, I was also a grad, a grad uh, 
assistant at that time, teaching speech communications and other communications at Iowa State, loved teaching, um, and decided, you know, when my, my son, who at that point was like four or five, when he goes off to college, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be a college professor. Love teaching. So made that decision, but at the same time decided, I don't actually love doing the news. So I don't think I'm going to do that. So I took the next left turn and went into sales. So started my career in sales. Again, it kind of all builds on each other, right? right? It's right. a lot of the same um, expertise right. sort of honed in different right. ways. Right, I suppose, yeah. Right, so I started my career in sales, spent two years in sales, really enjoyed it and was a high performer, enjoyed the competitive aspect of that, which goes back to all of my sports days, mm-hmm. and um, had a really good time doing all of that before deciding it didn't really work with my, again, my personal brand. I'm a mom and have been a mom for so long. Right. The being in sales took me out of my home a little too often in the evenings and on the weekends. Right. So decided I needed to do something different. I took a couple of additional small turns all within the same organization before landing in marketing. Hmm. Fell into marketing by accident, quite honestly, and fell in love complete and total love with with marketing. Spent time in marketing, have worked in the advertising world, the Mm -hmm. advertising side, more mini to one to mini types of communication, Mm -hmm. more strategic marketing where it's more of one to few. Mm -hmm. Um, And through that entire journey have really fallen in love with this idea of being a smarketer, pulling back to I'm really good at sales and I understand one-to-one communications. And I also really, really love, never been part of my journey, but love the idea of thinking about how people work and what motivates them mm-hmm. and what's drive, driving them. And my parents are in the mental health field. So I think that's always been sort of in the background as right. well. And so as I've really you know, come into my own as a smarketer, pulling from sales and marketing, um, I, I just have a passion for being able to pull levers and test and learn and understand what changes behavior and what, what motivates people to make the decisions and to do the things that, that they do. And yeah. at the same point, what doesn't? I think yeah. we learn just as much at times from the things that don't work as we do from the things that do work. Absolutely. So that's my journey. It's a little left, a little right, a little up, a little down, um, but a whole lot of fun and all sort of packaged together. I truly think that everything I am today is based on where I came from. Right. And so a couple of themes that I love is I hear curiosity the entire time you're talking. 100%. Right? Is the reason that you did that and you looked at that and you were, is that curiosity? And it's what makes you really good at what you do, I know firsthand. And the other thing is just your confidence in lefts and rights and not in, not in the moment maybe it was scarier, but like you just, you knew you could figure it out. And Absolutely. that's another great quality. I mean, yes. I just think so many of us, first off, are, have taken some hard lefts or rights in the last year. Absolutely. And we have to have the faith that we, we will survive them, right? And they'll end up in a better place. Yes. It's all about having a growth mindset, right? It's all about believing that there's still more to learn. There's still more to do. Right. It's 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 acceptable, right. and it's almost, um, from my perspective, it's almost expected, right? I think anyone who knows me would be surprised if I do the same thing for too long. Right. Just because I have such a growth mindset, I want to learn more. I want to try new things. I I believe I have so much to give right. to the world that I want to keep giving it in different ways and finding better ways to reach more people. I love it. So if you think about a superpower mm-hmm. that I think it's in there, what we've already discussed probably, but that's really helped you along this road to success. What do you think one of those superpowers is for you? 
for me, my superpower is I know myself, and because of that, I know my personal brand, right? So right. when I think of my personal brand and who I am and how I show up in the world, I'm a lot of different things in, in one package, right? In a five foot five package of, okay, right. five, four and a half. <laughs> in cute heels. <laughs> in cute heels. That, you know, that is always learning and, and encouraging yeah. other people to learn and to stretch themselves and to try something new and to try something different. Right. I'm really focused in and know who I am as it relates to my faith. That's a part of who I am. I don't talk right. a lot about it, but it helps me make my decisions. Right. I know who I am as far as the fact that the, the work-life balance for me is really important because I'm a mom. I've been a mom for a really long time, and I'm still mm -hmm. a mom, and it's important to me. And it's important to me in my personal brand and in my professional journey to always be that role model for my children to see. Right. A strong professional woman, right? right. Um, I'm also a leader. And I specifically say leader versus manager because I believe in leading, not managing, and empowering people and being part of the let's go together. I love to cast vision and to help people see the big picture and the strategy right. and then to give them the space and the tools to be successful. Right. So all of those aspects come together in my personal brand. And so yeah. when I think of my superpower, that's what it is. It's mm -hmm. taking all of the previous experience and all of the previous learnings that I've had with my lefts and my rights right. and bringing it all together and saying, you know what, no matter where you are, if you're in high school, in college, if you're right. five years in your career or 50 years into your career, you can continue to learn and you can continue to reinvent yourself as long as you stay aligned with your core of what's important to you. Right. And I just keep thinking as you're talking too is, I have a 17-year-old, right? Um, our, our lives parallel a little bit and then my mom had me at mm -hmm. 17 as well. Yes. Um, and I think about my 17-year-old and there's so many kids at that age and myself in my 20s trying I spent all, all of my 20s and half of my 30s trying to figure out who I was yes when you have a child at 17 mm -hmm. I think it has a silver lining of you have to figure a lot of those things out way before your peers are having to figure that out Absolutely. There's an aspect of you have to grow up faster right. and sometimes you grow up too fast or you're right. too set, right? If we right. go back to my, you know, my, I spent three and a half years in pre-law. Like committed to committed, it. Committed, fully committed because right. that's what I needed to do because that was how I was going to make enough money right. to support my child. And so that made sense. I was committed. The reality is I fell, I fell out of love with law way earlier and right. could have made that turn. Right. So it's, yeah, it's both sides. It, it I can see that for sides. sure. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this topic about personal brands. And, and you talk about this and how to harness the power of them. So talk about the concept and how you use it to help yourself, but also to help others. Because I know you speak a lot on this mm -hmm. and, and, you know, educate us on what that means and how we can use it. Absolutely. When people think about the word brand, Obviously, you know, we think of brands, we think of Nike and the Swish, right. we think of brands as businesses and organizations, mm -hmm. and we understand their brand, or maybe they don't do a good job and you don't understand their right. brand, right? right? Um, but when I talk about personal branding, it truly is the people that make up the organization, each of their individual personal brands come together. So think of it as almost a company culture, right? Right. You can have good apples and bad apples in your in your company, and the more bad apples, the more negative your overall company culture is going to be. Right. On the flip side, if you have a lot of people who are really strong and really good at what they do, it raises the tide right. for the entire organization. And so for me, personal branding is understanding each individual who they are, what's important to them, their core values that make them up as a, as a human, 
right. and understanding how their core being aligns with their business brand and how they can use their core being to elevate and rise the overall organizational tide. Got it. So for me, as a business owner of Williams Brand Consulting, my personal brand and my business brand are more closely aligned. As is mine. Because yep. they're one and the same, right. for the most part. However, within, within you know, settings in, where I have been an employee, or even now as a consultant, I align with organizational brands. Right. And I use my personal brand to help um, cast vision into the business brand, right? And so mm -hmm. I'm a part of a larger brand, yeah. um, or as a consultant, a few larger brands. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I align with and help others within the organization, <clears throat> excuse me, really understand who they are, what their attributes are that they can support inwardly from a company culture perspective yep. and externally from a personal and business brand perspective. Got it. So are you, so when you work with individuals, like how does someone identify what their personal brand is? Can they do that themselves? Is it typically someone else that's seeing it from the outside? I, you know, I, so I have a, a process that I, I suggest that people go through. I, I think it starts with self-reflection. It's really understanding because I can't tell anyone what their personal brand is, right? It's a self-reflection of who yeah. am I? What's important to me? What are the attributes that make me who I am as a person? Right. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and I even, you know, I've even, I've worked with people and I've said, take a piece of paper or, or write it on, write it on a, on a screen if you prefer to work it on the computer, mm -hmm. put a line right down the middle and think about what makes you shine mm -hmm. and what dims your light. Put those as the headers on both sides and then just make a really long list. Make a really long list right. of the things that really bring you joy and the things that right. don't. And then um, step away from it for a little while. Step away from it, come back to it, refine it then that's a great time to say, okay, Jamie, as a person who knows me well, do you agree with this list? Right. What do you think I'm not missing? Where are my blind spots? Right. Um, and then using another self-reflection time to take feedback from a few people who reacted to your list and, and, and then really align on, these are the things that are most important and I'm gonna prioritize them and I'm going to lean into them. Yep. And then that's how I'm going to show up in the world. I remember early in my uh, corporate days, and I don't remember the book, but they, um, it was a whole book around kind of what is your brand, meaning from the outside, mm -hmm. what you believe it is. Is that how you're showing up every day yes. to everybody else? And so I do think that I love your multi-tiered approach to what you think it is mm -hmm. and then vetting it with other people because I can think I'm a really empathetic person and I could tell my kids that I'm really empathetic <laughs> and they could be like, you're so full of it. Yes, like you're absolutely. not right because they yes. don't see it in the same way, mm -hmm. but yet it is part of core to who I am. So why is it not showing up in that way? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I think we show up in different ways sometimes I think we than show what up we in intend. Different ways. And I think it's important to have that external perspective looking in right. to help us identify that. Because to your point of being empathetic, if that's core to who you are, yeah. yet you ask five people who are close to you and they say, I would never describe you as empathetic, right. then there's the decision of, is that really the core of who I am yeah. or is it who I want to be? And right. do I want to make some changes to become, to bring that into my personal brand? Right. Or is the reality of, I'm not empathetic, but instead I'm compassionate or whatever the, right. the other attribute is. And I'm going to lean more into that instead of trying to be something I'm not. Well, and what I've found throughout my entire career, right, this discovery journey that we're all on is... There are things like that that truly at my core I am, mm -hmm. but the environment I'm in, 
the situation yes. dims my yes. dims that part and so other people don't see it mm -hmm. even though it's there and it's like nagging it pulling at me yes. i don't use it as a superpower i 100%. mean that's really what we're talking about and yes. i think there are a lot of people walking around Yes. right now mm -hmm. that are we're getting like 10% of what they're capable of yes. and who they really are and they don't know how to harness Correct. that yes and when I think about that it, it reminds me of a time in my career in which I was I was that person right I I was very aware of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in the world mm -hmm. but I was in an environment a corporate environment that didn't allow me to be that person right I wore a mask every day right mm -hmm. not mask and that I wore makeup but truly I tried to show up different than who I truly am because right. I wanted to fit that corporate environment right. and what I would say in that situation is it's the understand your personal brand and the corporate brand and make sure they align before you figure out how to align within it because right. if you try to align within it but they the, the corporate brand and the personal brand don't align mm -hmm. you can't align within it and be authentically you Right. And so that's a time in which there's a whole additional conversation that needs to happen right. around, am I in the right place that allows me to shine my light bright? Right. And I think there's a lot of people that walk around. And I was one of those people when I was in corporate. Well, this is what I was supposed to do. Yes. Right. I mean, I've got the job. Yes. Just like you in the law. It's like, yes. well, I'm already on this path. Like, I'm not going to take another path. But so we just never slow down to that nagging and that, that tug where it feels like it's different because yes. it's security. And Correct. we'd be crazy to get up, a, give up a good job just because we didn't feel a values fit or didn't feel. Yes. But at some point, and this is you hear midlife crisis, you hear people leaving, you know, at fifty five, and they want to go do something completely different. Is yeah. is because they've finally figured that out, mm -hmm. and it's more severe then I think yes. too because it's more of a shock to your system to everybody else's <laughs> yes. when you wait till then. So I think it is something early on that you should start to discover, not that you need to know it. Not that you right need away. to know it, and not that you need to immediately make changes when you realize right. it either. But I think it's the coming into an understanding of who you are as a person, what your personal brand is, what right. core values are most important to you, and then doing that check of does it align with and does it fit within the organization I'm currently at? And if right. it doesn't, doing some additional investigation into what are the types of roles or organizations that I would fit that better would fit. within. Right. And then, you know, making that entire plan and thinking through how that works for you. And I think it's yeah. going to be different for each person. It is. And what I'll say is, I'll check back with you when I'm 55. I, mean, I may take another left or a right. Who oh, knows? I know you guys will. <laughs> we might be taking some lefts and rights together, I'm I thinking, if it. we do this right. <laughs> so do you see this applying when you work with people on this, personally and professionally? And does it show up different when they do the work? And, you know, are most people different at work and at home? Is it normal? I, yes. Okay. I would say yes. Yes, it's normal. Yes, people show up differently. Okay. I think it's it's not something we're trained to do. We're not trained to really understand the core of who we are and what's truly important right. to us and then to live that. A lot of us have been trained to, if you're in this type of role or this type of environment, here's how you show up. Here's the mask that right. you wear. Follow the rules. And follow the rules. And a lot of times you're very different in the workplace than you are at home. Right. And the reality is, for me, now that I'm really in tune with my personal brand, I'm the same person. Yeah. I'm sorry sometimes for my husband who's like, hey, I don't work for you. Well, 
<laughs> Maybe you do. I don't know. But <laughs> but I'm a leader. I'm a leader in my home. Right. I'm a leader in every workplace that I show up in. Right. Um, and, and not a manager. He might think I manage him sometimes, but <laughs> right? I'm the same person. Right. And so... So when I work with with other people and help them align on their personal brand, it helps them to show up where they show up at the soccer game, right? In a in a in a boardroom when they right. have an opportunity to amplify their personal brand in media, in social media, earned and owned in their communities, in their communities, right. and and to truly, you know, the the overall goal is if I run into you at the grocery store. Or if I run into you at Carrie Levin doing a, a you right. know a segment, I'm still the same person, and there's no schizophrenia within my personal brand. Right. Just like we want to see that within a business brand, we want to see businesses when there's a crisis, yep. their crisis communication approach still has them show up authentically who they are, right. versus um, when they're just marketing. Right, still the same organization right. in personal branding. We're still the same people. So you bring up crisis, and it reminds me of a, a concept. Um, I actually put it in the book, but the theory of ten eighty ten. So it's an FAA crisis yes. approach to mm-hmm. what the, how they train flight attendants and pilots, and and it's that ten percent of the people when when a crisis is happening, ten percent of the people are going to go negative immediately. This, yes. <laughs> we're gonna die, yes. right? I mean, something yes. bad is happening. You know, eighty percent of the people are gonna freeze. Mm-hmm. And 10% of the people are going to step up and take action. And that 10% is not the 10% in first class Mm -hmm. that are all CEOs of companies. It's 10% that could be a teenage kid in the back. Yes. Right? And it's that same mentality of Mm -hmm. in crisis is when that brand gets like shoved to the forefront forefront. because we're not thinking, we're not overthinking it. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to change it. We're just taking action. Yes. And the last year in crisis in some ways and people's I'm just curious if you believe or you've seen that more people have kind of started down this path just because of what's happened where they've been more self-reflective because the crisis has kind of forced them to yes it's interesting that it's interesting because I think you're completely right and that 80 percent is what I saw for six to nine months of the crisis right it's the I'm in self-preservation mode I'm keeping my head down I don't want to call too much attention I am nervous about the layoff potential I'm nervous about finances I'm nervous about school I'm nervous Mm -hmm. about health right all of the things I'm going to keep my head down quiet yep and then I saw the the 10 percent that were so negative on so many things in every place that you saw them felt like more than 10 percent (laughs) it's a lot more than 10%. <laughs> but there was a lot of the negativity. And then there were a, a smaller few, that mm-hmm. 10% that really showed up in the world with the positive, let's look on this, let's look at the bright side. Right. Let's think about how we, can, <clears throat> excuse me, we can't control everything, but what we can control is us. Right. And we're going to do everything in our power to control us and to do the best we can and to be a shining light for other people. Those right. people sh- shone very bright during right. that time frame. Right, in a dark time. In a very so dark time that we're still in. Right. It, right. And it's interesting that you say this because I haven't actually made this connection. Um, but someone someone asked me an, the exact question. A bit. It was not about my brand, but it was more about like kind of how I felt like I grew, right, mm-hmm. in term, in, and it, that was how I felt like I grew. And yes. not to just, you know, toot our horn on this, mm-hmm. but that's what we did. Yes. When it was dark, and I just was talking to this about the team, I am not a naturally optimistic person. 
I'm not, I'm not wired that way. I'm a realist is what I like to consider is, is I see I'm cautiously optimistic and I see the reality for what it is. And there's a little bit of skepticism, you know, that's healthy sometimes and sometimes maybe not. Um, I was so overly optimistic throughout the first six to eight months of this. I got a little burnt out towards the end of the fall and my light started to dim a little bit, but I can now feel the momentum of what has happened with my brand. Yes. Now, I couldn't put my finger on it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's what you're describing yes. is, like, we, we, we can barely, the, the growth. I mean, it's wonderful, but people are coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're like, we sense good humans here, and we want to align with you and figure, mm-hmm. right? And it's yes. because of what we did during that time. I truly believe it. It's because you didn't go dark and you right. didn't go negative, right? And so during a time in which... There was there was sort of a time in which there was so much quiet right. because everyone was scared to say anything or do anything. Right. And you continued to show up as who you are as a brand right. that entire time. And not knowing the answers and ever. And not knowing the answers. If we were doing the right thing. and authentic about knowing the answers. Not knowing the answers right. builds credibility in and of itself. Right. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room at all times. You don't always have to have the answers, but you always have to try and you have to have a growth mindset and you have to look at things from a more interesting perspective than, you know, the sky is falling. Right. I think about it as we do an analogy in in some of our culture training on, you know, are you in the game? And we talk about it as, you know, there's kind of three different levels. You're in the game, meaning getting your butt kicked, Mm -hmm. playing the game full out, right? Strategies and doing your best. You're standing on the sidelines, Mm -hmm. talking about everybody else who's in the game and having an opinion on it. Yes. Or you're in the stands with face paint and beer, mm-hmm. meaning you're totally checked out and you're not even aware that there's, there's a, game a game when you really yes. should be. Yes. And from a culture standpoint, right, a lot of companies believe they're in the game when they're really in the stands with face paint and beer. I, they really, there aren't, they aren't taking action. Yes. They aren't doing things. They aren't mm-hmm. trying things and failing and trying again. Um, and so I think for a lot of us, we maybe thought we were in the game and then we realized like there's more we could do more and I'm hoping that's what people are now seeing is is more people are open to all right Mm -hmm. I can I can be out there I can be a light instead of a yes a dark I agree with all of that I also think that there's the aspect of if you decide it's time to get into the game you Mm -hmm. still have to know who you are as you show up in the game totally right and so knowing that if you're at the I'll use soccer again. Yeah. That was my sport. Right. right. So if you're a forward and in the soccer game and you're the one that's used to scoring scoring the points, mm-hmm. you can't get in the game and say, now I'm going to be a goalie. I'm going to be the one that protects our net. Because right. you don't have the skills or the background, and that's not how you show up in the world. Right. And I also saw during some of the dark time organizations wanting to just show up. And so they would show up and look very schizophrenic to their brand. Mm-hmm. And so that's some of the coaching that I did um, in the first, you know, three to six months for sure right. within the pandemic of the, yes, you should have a voice. Yes, you should show up, but you should stay authentic to who you are and right. pivot and adjust for this time frame right. versus trying to reinvent yourself. Right. Or trying to do what other people are doing or because you follow. think that that's what, I think there was yes. a lot of following that happened because nobody knew yes. what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, this is such an important thing. So if someone is sitting here listening right now going, either I don't know what my personal brand is mm-hmm. or 
I'm a little nervous that it's maybe not what I want it to be, yes. which is real for a lot of us. Where do they start? What's, what's a simple thing? I know you talked about writing yes. things down. Is that mm -hmm. really the best thing for people to do? I do think so. I think starting with self-reflection is the, always the place to start when you're really trying to confirm who you are as a person, mm -hmm. right? So spending time thinking about who you truly are, who you think you might be, and again, right. what makes you what makes you happy? What, what gives you energy? Shine your right. light? What gives you energy? What um, what gets you out of bed every day? Not because you have to, but because you want to. Right. And then the other list, the, you know, what dims your light? What, what drains you? What are the things that when you're laying in bed and you're pushing snooze again on your alarm are the reasons right. you don't want to get out of bed? And then understanding what those are, and you're not going to solve for it in one writing session. Write it down, step away from it. Right. Come back, look at it, refine it. You may need to do that process a few times. Right. But once you think that you're pretty close, then, you know, engage other people, people close right. to you. And I would do a mix of people, people in your personal life, people in your professional life. If you volunteer someone right. from those organizations, so yep. you do have people who see the full you, because we're not just our work. We're multidimensional. Right? We're multidimensional. Right. Right. And, you know, I think about as well, like early days as a leader coaching people and because I, I can see, I can hear it now with people saying, I don't know what's on the, turns my light on. Right. Yes. I, I don't, I've lost sight of that. Yes. Is that takes some soul searching sometimes it because it means we haven't been putting enough energy to even recognize mm -hmm. that it's, that it invigorates us. And I can remember having coaching conversations with corporate, you know, employees around things they were really passionate about that in their current role they didn't really get to tap into yes. and it's okay to go elsewhere meaning go coach a team yes. go do you know something in the community go sit on a board yes. go you can fill it in other ways and i think so many of us feel like every part of who we are like our job has to fit it all the time mm -hmm. and i don't think that's true i don't think it's true and i also think it's putting too much onus right. on something that's less in your control you can control right. all the places that you want to spend your time. Right. We have time if we decide to make that time. And so really understanding, once you can align on what's important to you and what does bring you joy, right. finding it, right? Having a conversation with, with the leader, with your leader around how can you bring that into your role? And there may be a way to bring a part of it or, or, or maybe not. But right. having that conversation and then finding other avenues, other outlets to bring, to bring the rest of it into your life as well. Yeah. I, I think that it's also important to remember that even if you're not good at it, if it brings you joy, that's okay. It doesn't Very have true. to be something that you're the best at. It has to be something that right. makes you happy. Right. It's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things I'm not good at, but I like doing yes, them. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Permission to do them. Yes. I love this. So any other tips or learnings that, you know, just your wisdom and the experience that you have with leaders that you would share with people who are listening? The other thing I would say is it's important to understand that each of us do have a superpower. Each of us do have right. something that we uniquely are positioned to do. Mm -hmm. um, and we sometimes may forget that maybe we're not the best at it, right? Maybe I'm right. not the best at basketball, but I'm uniquely able to do something with the basketball that right. other people can't. It's something that maybe I was taught mm -hmm. that over time I've made my own. It's my own superpower. Right. 
And that's true in business as well, right? I, yeah. I was taught how to be a marketer over time. I didn't go to school for marketing. I went to school for law and speech communications and journalism and mass communications. Right. I learned marketing on the job. And so I learned from people. But how I market today, the strategic marketing I do today, right. is my superpower. It's something that right. I have harnessed and I have made my own. And it's something that I'm really good at. Right. And each and every one of us has that. We have something that we're uniquely good at that we bring to the world. And we have to own it and recognize it and be comfortable stepping into it. Because that's also our personal brand. Right. To be not in a braggy way, not in a I'm no. better than any else, but right. else type of way. Right. But very much in a, yes, I am really good at something. And I'm proud of it. And I can own that. Right. And the world needs it. And the world needs it. I mean, that's really that cliche thing, but the world needs us all mm -hmm. to be in that space as much as we can. Yes. In the things that shine our light versus dim us. And I, if, if we've learned nothing over the last year is we should all want to know more about that Correct. and spend more time in that space. So when people want more information about you, they want personal branding. I know you have a book that'll be coming out this year sometime. How can they connect with you or just follow you and make sure that they kind of know what you're doing and, and can see how you can help? Absolutely. I'm on all of the social channels, um, okay. Kelly W CMO. Okay. And you can also visit my website, williamsbrandconsulting.com. Perfect. And we'll make sure and put that all in the show notes as well. So people have got it. Thank you. Thank you. Me on. I enjoyed every minute of it. And as always, it's selfish, people. Like, I do this because I need to hear this. <laughs> and then you guys just get to listen in. So it's a bonus for everybody. But thanks for sharing your wisdom. And you've got, you, you've got an amazing story. And you've got an amazing heart for what you do and the passion that comes through. So I just appreciate you as a colleague, as a friend, as a human, fellow human. Um, and to our listeners, you know, this is just one other topic, one thing that we can use when we feel stuck, when we're feeling overwhelmed, right? When we're feeling like we're in that spot and we just don't know what to do next, right? Our job on this podcast is just to bring you a shift in perspective, even if it's the slightest thing that can free you and get you kind of shaken loose to be able to keep moving. Cause that's what it's all about. If we learned nothing over the last year, it's just take another step, even if you don't know if it's the right one or not, mm -hmm. because standing still is what's really going to impact our mental health and our energy and everything else that we need to bring to our families and our communities and our workplaces. So that's the purpose of the podcast. I hope you continue to get that from here. And as always, thanks for being part of the community. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.